We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening until 11 p.m. Glad you're up late with us tonight here on a lovely, cool, uh, humidity, almost humidity-free Monday evening here in St. Louis. You know, in the last hour, I forgot to mention, if you ever want to send me an email, I love emails. I get emails from listeners all the time, uh, always like to get those. The My email address at my law firm, Harris, Dow, Fisher & Young, my email address is bjoung, so it's B-Y-O-U-N-G, at harrisdowell.com. H-A-R-R-I-S as in Sam, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L.com. Or if you want to text tonight, you can certainly text us at any time. I've gotten several texts already this evening. Always appreciate that. 314-436-7900. A couple of things I wanted just to comment on that you heard uh, from the news with Sean Michael Lyle before we get to some of the other stuff that I have here tonight to go through. One of the things is you heard Sean Michael Lyle mention the infrastructure bill. It's about $1 trillion. Uh, you've heard uh, Missouri Senator Roy Blunt already say that he is going to support this bill. And I've looked through the bill. It's 2,700 pages long. I will tell you I've not read every page. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you I did because that's a lot of reading. Uh, but as I talked about this morning on Overtime with Debbie Monterey and Amy Mark scores, there are, there are two parts of this bill that to me are extremely troubling. First of all, you remember certainly President Trump was always emphasizing by American, America first. And even when President Biden became president. He also advocated a buy American policy. Now, what I don't understand is, is that whenever Trump said buy American, he was accused of being a racist by the mainstream media. But I don't understand why President Biden hasn't received the same charge for also saying buy American. Hmm, a little duplicity there. But it, but, but one of the things I want to get back to in this infrastructure bill is that there is a specific provision in this bill that allows the head of departments to bypass the Buy American mandate. So in other words, even though politically President Biden goes out there and says, hey, we should be buying American products, in the bill itself that's most likely going to pass the House and the Senate and will eventually, most likely, wind up on the president's desk for his signature— 
it allows any federal agency to say to bypass the Buy American mandate. They can do it based upon cost. They can do it based upon quality. They can do it based upon supply chain or whether the logistical availability of goods and services. For any reason, they can void the Buy American policy. So then I don't really want to hear President Trump or President Biden advocating for a Buy American if he's going to support a bill that would allow every single federal government agency to independently, without the authority of the White House, to negate the Buy American mandate. That's ridiculous, and that's absurd. The other thing about this particular bill that troubles me is this. There are billions of dollars. This is a $1 trillion bill, and there are billions of dollars in here allocated for solar energy. I'm not opposed to solar energy. I think solar energy is a is an important, a vitally important component to fulfill the energy needs of our country, along with coal, along with natural gas, along with nuclear energy. Solar and hydroelectric electricity are all beneficial. But the billions of dollars that are going to be spent on solar power panels. of the world's solar power panels are made where? You got it. You know. They're made in China. Of course they are. So the U.S. government is going to borrow billions of dollars from China in order to buy solar panels manufactured by the Chinese in China. So we're borrowing their money to buy their products. That, to me, is the definition of insanity. But I'll tell you the definition of genius and that's calling here on Camo X. Peter's been holding while I've been talking. Hey, Peter, welcome to Camo X. Hi. Hey, good evening. Good evening. I'm wondering about what you're doing about President Biden disavowing his oath of office. In, in what in what way, Peter? Do you know what his oath of office is? Well, you're going to tell us. What's his oath of oath of office? To defend, protect, uh, and uphold the Constitution of the United States. Right. And protect the American people. Okay. He's not doing that, is he? Well, do you have a specific example? I don't like to talk in generalities, so All right. give me a specific you don't have example. To talk in generalities. The illegal aliens coming across the border with fentanyl. Yes. And with COVID, they're, they're, those folks aren't wearing masks and they're not been vaccinated. But right. you don't see a big outcry about people pouring over our southern border who are unvaccinated, unmasked. They're, they haven't been tested positive or negative. They haven't been tested for COVID in any way. But Washington doesn't really seem to be all that upset about that, do they? Well, you know, you've got a, a bigger voice than... individuals do and it would seem to me that there has to be some way that you can get the message to Joe Biden well I don't have his cell number Peter I can't text him or anything but you know one of the things that I do every time I'm here on Camo X at your service is I talk about a lot of legal and constitutional issues uh, with this country, and a lot of them have to do with what 
the, the Democrats, the liberals, the progressives, and particularly the president of the United States are doing that is in contravention of our U.S. Constitution. And I'm glad, Peter, uh, that you support me when I point out those errors and deficiencies. Well, all I'm telling you is we need to send postcards or letters or whatever to Joe Biden and put the pressure on the best we can. I do not disagree, my friend. Hey, we're coming up here on a break. I'm going to have to let you go, but thanks for calling in this evening here on KMOX. All right. Thank you. Hey, when we come back from this break, we are going to dive into this Wuhan lab report that was issued by the GOP today. Of course, you're not going to see this covered by the mainstream media, but I'll let you know what it says and the conclusions reached because you need to know if you've had someone who's died from COVID, if you've had COVID, or certainly you've been not only just inconvenienced, but your life has been turned upside down because of COVID, don't we have a right to know where it came from? Isn't that just like a basic question that we need to have answered? Of course it does. And I'll break it down for you right after this here on At Your Service on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know, there's a great scene in the movie Casablanca. And I mean, there's a lot of great scenes in the movie Casablanca. And I'm not talking like some old fart guy who, oh, the movies are. I wasn't even alive when Casablanca came out. All right. I wasn't alive for years until years after Casablanca came out. But it is easily one of the best movies of all time. And there's a there's a great scene in Casablanca uh, where Humphrey Bogart is is walking out and the, uh, the the German officials are are complaining uh, to the uh, to the officials that are running the casino uh, the the supposed government officials that are supposed to be overseeing the casino and uh, and the and they're complaining about the ongoing gambling and the resident uh, government official who of course is very good friends with Humphrey Bogart's character he says uh, I'm shocked 
shocked, shocked that there's gambling going on in this establishment. And then another guy walks up and hands him a wad of cash and says, sir, here are your winnings. He goes, oh, thank you very much. And to me, that is that that scene exemplifies what we're seeing right now with regard to the Wuhan virus, with regard to the COVID-19. Because early on, in fact, when I first heard of this, I said right here on CamelX in December of 2019, when we first started hearing about COVID, I said, you know, there's a there's an Institute of Virology in Wuhan. I've read about it before. I'm familiar with it. Doesn't it seem to kind of make sense that maybe the virus got out of there? And uh, lo and behold, from that point forward, there's been this orchestrated effort to silence anyone who suggests, who dares to suggest that the virus came out of a lab in Wuhan, China. Well, the GOP today in the House of Foreign Affairs Committee Republicans released their uh, their report on the origins of COVID-19. And this report was, it doesn't contain any uh, secret information, any classified information, but it's the non-classified version of the report that they have about where this started. And you're not going to see this on mainstream media, which to me is outlandish. It's outlandish that we're not focusing more on where COVID started because, you know, Washington seeks to blame the unvaccinated. We've seen that from the White House. We've seen it from the halls of Congress. We've seen it uh, from Dr. Faisal Khan right here in St. Louis County. We've seen it from Mayor Tashara Jones. That it's the unvaccinated that are the cause of the spread of this virus. And even though they're not wrong, I mean, obviously, the unvaccinated are distributing and, and spreading this more than the vaccinated are. But there's this obsession with blaming the unvaccinated for the virus. And to me, these same people who are obsessed with blaming the unvaccinated, they refuse to blame the originator of the virus. They refuse to blame the country and the institution that let this virus out of the lab. So in the GOP report that was released today, there's a couple of things in here that I want to point out, because the first thing is, is that according to U.S. intelligence, the the lab leak occurred. The COVID-19 leaked out accidentally. There's no one asserting that it was done intentionally. There's no one credible, that is, who's asserting that this was intentionally done by the Chinese government. It was an accident but that it leaked out of the lab in September or prior to September 12 of 2019. So the U.S. intelligence has been able to pinpoint the date, either on or prior to September 12, 2019, the virus leaked from the lab. That's pretty amazing. And they also identified in this report that the virus or the viral sequence was likely collected in a cave in the public uh, in China, People's Republic of China, between 2012 and 2015. And so this report goes on to specify that that and identify that Chinese officials and even potentially American citizens have all been directly engaged in efforts 
just to hide information related to the origins of the virus and to suppress public debate debate of a possible lab leak. And you know who else has been has been uh, a part of this concerted effort to hide this information? Social media. You know, if you said on Facebook a year ago that this virus was leaked accidentally from a lab in Wuhan, China, you would be banned from Facebook. And that here today, now it looks like the preponderance of the evidence shows that it did come from a lab in Wuhan, China. And yet Facebook was the so-called arbiter of the truth a year ago that said, if you even dare mention this on our social media platform, you will be removed. And people were removed from Twitter for stating the exact same thing. And now it looks like the most likely explanation for where this came from. That's the problem with these social media tech giants that want to be the arbiters of the truth because they don't know what the truth actually is. Hey, Jim's been holding for a while. Hey, Jim, uh, welcome to Camel Wax. Brad, hey, well, what you're saying is kind of what I've been thinking a lot about the COVID and the vaccines and all that. It, it kind of reminds me of you're out in public somewhere and the janitor comes by mopping the floor and he spills the mop bucket all over the place. And then he says, well, hey, let me clean that up for you. And, and then he uh, runs the mop all over the top of your $1,000 shoes. The same, people who, the same people who developed the thing and released it now want us to trust them to clean it up. And I'm sorry, but I, I just don't trust them. And no. I'm not going to trust them. I, I, I don't either. And I, I don't know if, if you've heard John Stewart's analysis of, of how easy it is to figure out that this lab, the coronavirus, leaked out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But he said this, and, and Jim, hang with me for a second, but here's what John Stewart said. He said, if you go to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and you find that there is a massive leakage of chocolatey sweet brown goodness leaking all over the place in Hershey, Pennsylvania— why, what's the most logical source of that chocolatey goodness in Hershey, Pennsylvania? How about the Hershey Chocolate Lab? Okay, and that's essentially what we have here. And yet our country and the world is either afraid of China or, or they simply refuse to accuse China and to point out, not accuse, but are afraid to point out the evidence that shows this came from China. And to me, it's outrageous. And I hear from you that you feel the same way. Hello. Well, uh, I think we we may not be on the same page, but I don't think the lines are drawn along between China and the United States. I think the lines are drawn between these so-called health people and mm. everybody else. I think the health people are in the business of fooling around with uh, medical stuff and trying to figure mm -hmm. out how it all works, and and they fool around with it and figure out how it works, and then. I don't know, somehow or another, it goes haywire. So I don't really think it's a, it's a governmental thing. I think it's kind of like a, the people who are doing these uh, strange uh, biomedical experiments. They got something going over here in Kansas, too. It's a, they call it an animal research center or whatever. But if you look into it, you find out it's very dangerous, high, high stakes. It's a really dangerous thing, so I, yes. I don't know what you can do about it, but I know I, I don't trust them. Yeah. I, it, to me, it's scary that that is going on right here in the United States. And 
at least from my perspective, at least the United States would potentially or at least theoretically try to put more safety measures in place than China would. But that's scary, even if that's in your backyard right there in Kansas. Mm-hmm. It okay. is. Hey, Jim, thanks for calling in this evening. Appreciate it. And uh, the other thing here, and I know we're coming up here on a break, but in the, the other thing that's interesting is that the State Department in January, now, of course, this was under President Trump, but the Republicans re-released this information because you wouldn't you wouldn't get this now from the State Department. But in January, the State Department released information showing that researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology were conducting experiments involving a very specific bat coronavirus. It's called the RAT G13, which is the closest relative to the SARS-CoV-2, otherwise COVID-19, it's it's ninety almost 97% similar and also in the same lab as we've heard with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Rand Paul arguing in the halls of the Senate, they were doing a, what's called gain of function, which means you modify the virus to have greater lethality. So they were doing that all in the same lab, and then all of a sudden we've got a mysterious virus that can't be identified, naturally occurring, but it's ninety, almost 97% similar to a bat coronavirus that was being worked on at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That, folks, that's, that stops being a coincidence, and it starts being a description of the suspect, which is the country of China, and it is the Wuhan Institute of Virology. When we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you how our own politicians are dealing with this evidence, and to me, it's shameful. Brad Young here on At Your Service on KMOX. We'll be right back. Welcome back to At Your Service. Hey, let me clarify something. I had a text message during the break about asking if I was an anti-vaxxer. Uh, I am not. I got I got my vaccine very early on. Schedule it in February. In fact, uh, you couldn't even get it in St. Louis County in February. Uh, so I made arrangements to drive down to Sykeston, Missouri, to get my shot. And uh, and I convinced my wife to come along with me because I said, hey, look, if you come to Sykeston with me to get a shot, we can go to Lambert's to eat. And uh, <laughs> that sealed the deal. So we went down there to Sykeston, drove down there twice to get shots, to get my vaccine. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all. Uh, I, I support the vaccine, and I think everyone should get the vaccine. What I don't support is you, you probably heard the phrase where you're stepping, someone who steps over dollar bills to save a nickel. And at this point, we have this fixation on blaming the unvaccinated and a refusal to even consider the source of the infection itself, an infection that has devastated the entire planet, killed untold millions of people, and upended the lives of every survivor of this pandemic. And we refuse to look at it. Now, what's interesting is, is in May, the U.S. Senate passed through what's called unanimous consent. Not one person in the U.S. Senate objected. Now, when was the last time the U.S. Senate, you think, could agree that every single person in the Senate could agree on something? I mean, I I don't think that the U.S. Senate members could all agree that today's Monday. And yet they agreed by unanimous consent and they passed what was called the COVID-19 Origin Act of 2021. 
Now, under this bill, it would require the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. That's the, the DNI. The DNI is the person who's in charge and over the CIA. They're over the NSA. They're over all of the various intelligence organizations, the NRO, uh, that are that are just scattered throughout our government. So the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence, this bill would require the Director of National Intelligence to declassify within 90 days, 9-0, 90 days, any and all information related to the potential links between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origin of the coronavirus disease. So this passed in May with unanimous consent in the U.S. Senate. Then it moved to the House, where, what do you think happened in the House? Yes, I was really pausing for an effect there. Uh, It wasn't dead air. It was the fact that nothing has happened since it's gone to the House of Representatives. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. And the question becomes, why why hasn't Nancy Pelosi taken this up? Why hasn't she? Because it's already passed the Senate. So the only thing that would have to happen would be to have it to pass the House and then the president signs it. Now, President Biden has at least publicly called on the U.S. intelligence community, and I'm quoting him here, to redouble their efforts, unquote, to to track down the origin of this virus. It's important. People make fun of Eric Schmidt for trying to sue China for this. But at least Eric Schmidt is doing something to find out how this virus got started why it got started, and to hold someone or some country accountable for the creation and the accidental leak. Look at it in any other situation. Let's say, for example, in fact, we had an earlier caller who called up and said there was something, uh, he was concerned about some animal experimentations that were going on in Kansas. Okay, so this is a complete hypothetical. But just think about this for a moment. If, If Pfizer... Or if Bayer Chemical, B-A-Y-E-R, that's right here in St. Louis, bought Monsanto. If all of a sudden some chemical leaked out of their facilities and started poisoning people and killing people, do you think that we as a country would want to hold that company responsible for what they did? Their response would be, you know, it was an accident. We didn't intentionally leak these chemicals out of our plant. It wasn't done. We, we don't really have any malice. We weren't trying to harm anyone. It was just an accident. You know, somebody left the door open and uh, didn't seal the tanks and the chemicals leaked out and it poisoned a bunch of people. We are sorry. If that was the response, if, that was, if that's what happened here in St. Louis, wouldn't we hold the, that company responsible for that? Wouldn't we? Of course we would. I mean, the lawyers would be salivating over going after Pfizer or Bayer or somebody else. They would be salivating over that. And yet, if we take the exact same circumstance, but multiply it exponentially, I mean, here's a situation that hasn't just killed a few people, hasn't just harmed a few hundred people. It's impacted the entire planet. And even though we would hold a company responsible... We refuse to hold the country responsible that generated and accidentally released the COVID-19 virus. There are lots of companies, and uh, some in particular, I've seen them in litigation cases over the years, with regard to asbestos. 
when I, in the 1990s, I was doing some asbestos litigation. And so I'd have to go to these depositions and hear these guys testify about how they were working with and around asbestos. Companies have paid out trillions of dollars, maybe not trillions, hundreds of billions of dollars over the years for asbestos, uh, asbestos damages. You can still watch any late night TV and you're going to see some plaintiff's attorney advertising, have you gotten mesothelioma? which I think is actually a pretty cool-sounding word. But but the point being is, is that if you got mesothelioma, there's somebody for you to sue for that because you got it and it was an accident and it's going to kill you because mesothelioma is deadly almost 100% of the time. And people are suing all the time and getting lots of money in compensation for that. But we have this refusal primarily by the Democrats in Washington to find out where this virus came from, how it leaked out of the lab, because that, I think, is the key to making sure it doesn't happen again. I mean, if we don't hold them responsible, what's going to happen five years from now whenever they say, you know, whoops, oh, I'm sorry, you know, John Smith uh, left the door open again at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and that darn coronavirus got out again. Or, you know, he's eating a bat for lunch or something. I mean, that's what that's what they were saying at the wet market, that somebody was eating a bat. I'm like, really? Dude, you need to try McDonald's or something. You, know, <laughs> you don't need to be eating a bat. But whatever the case may be, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but whatever the case may be, we have to make sure this doesn't happen again. And yet, right now, it's sitting in... It's sitting in uh, Washington. It's sitting on Nancy Pelosi's desk... And she is literally, literally doing nothing about it. What do you think? Is this something important or am I barking up the wrong tree? Should we be investigating where the coronavirus came from or does it just not matter? We should just wear masks, shut up and stay at home and stay socially distant and attend school by Zoom for the rest of our lives. I mean, what should we, how should we respond and should we investigate where this came from? 314-436-7900. would love to hear you either by phone or by text because we are at your service here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Well, I've touched on a nerve tonight. I've got a lot of uh, text messages in here, including from Mary Lynn stating, Oh, you better be careful. People get canceled for telling the truth and pointing out the obvious and saying what needs to be said. Thank you, Mary Lynn. And others have texted in. Uh, A couple of them here I can't really read on the air, so (laughs) I will stray from that. But listen, we also had a caller who called in, said how much he disagreed with me, but he wouldn't come on the air. And I just want to really make one thing here perfectly clear, and that is if you, I love it. When callers disagree with me, I enjoy it. I revel in it. I long for it. So if you want to disagree with me, you know, like I tell my kids, I got two words for you. Bring it on. Which then my my kids go, "Uh, Dad, that's three words. Like, yeah, that's the point. I'm trying to make you think. So uh, (laughs) bring it on if you want to disagree with me, because I never mind that at all. Uh, A similar poll, and we're only going to talk about COVID here till the end of the hour, and then we've got other topics for the next hour. But uh, we've been talking about the origination and where COVID came from. 
And uh, the other thing that came out is a poll from Gallup today talking about how this we've seen this dramatic shift. We've seen a dramatic shift in how Americans feel about whether we're getting better or getting worse. And we've had this Delta variant. We have it screamed at us every day on television, which the medical evidence shows isn't any more deadly. It's not any deadlier than the non-mutated coronavirus. It's just more communicable. It spreads more easily. But the virus itself isn't any more deadly. And also, if you look at the number of deaths now attributable to COVID, it's still dramatically low. It's still dramatically low. So, uh, the but the fear-mongering goes on because fear-mongering on mainstream media gets people to watch. And that's really the name of the game, isn't it? So we see that continuing. But at this point, 40%, only 40% of Americans are saying the situation is getting better. And just uh, two months ago, 89% said it was getting better. So that's that's down from... Uh, uh, it's down from 89% that said things were getting better in June. Now only 40% are saying that things are getting better. Most, according to Gallup, are now feeling that the disruptions, and not just feeling, they're expecting that these disruptions, whether it be mask mandates or uh, we're going to go back to maybe closing restaurants or having kids not being able to go to school and attending via Zoom, all of those things that we thought were behind us, now most expect those disruption disruptions to persist through at least the end of this year, if not later. At least the end of this year, if not later. So uh, what do you think? I mean, at this point, do you think things are getting better? Do you think things are getting worse? Are you more concerned about... Uh, your personal health and circumstances compared to the way you were feeling three, four, five, six months ago. In other words, I'm trying to gauge your perception of events now compared to what they were a few months ago. See, I, I look, one of my favorite experts, and everyone, you know, there's so many mixed messages that we're hearing for the medical community, so many mixed messages. In fact, I think there's a YouTube video. I, I've seen it. I didn't see it on YouTube, but I think it's there, where it's Dr. Fauci back-to-back where he says, we don't need masks, and then they cut it to say, oh, you got to wear masks. And then the next statement is, well, this thing's almost wrapping up, and it's almost over. And then the next statement is, oh, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. And so some, someone has cut all of these clips from Fauci and put them together where he says the exact opposite one day and then says something completely different the next day. So we are truly hearing mixed messages. My favorite expert is a guy named Dr. Scott Gottlieb. Uh, he's a former FDA commissioner. You can see him. He's on CNBC almost every day. Uh, he's on the board of directors for a lot of different pharmaceutical companies. Uh, he is sharp, and he's got his finger on the pulse of what's going on. He's not a crackpot. He's not a kook. He's not, uh, you know, selling some kind of miracle ointment. I mean, he's, he's legit. It's Scott Gottlieb. And his point is this. If you look at what has happened in India, if you look at what's happened with the Delta variant, if you look at what's happened in England with the Delta variant, that those, because it's so virulent, in other words, because the Delta variant spreads so quickly, that you see a dramatic increase in 
the communicable rates. In other words, it spreads like wildfire. But just as quickly as it goes up, it also comes down just as quickly. Because when you combine the number, the millions of Americans in this country who have received a vaccination, combined with the untold numbers of people who have now contracted COVID, and once you get it, your body makes its own antibodies, when you put all that together, we will quickly reach what's called herd status. And meaning that we will, uh, the virus itself has nowhere else to go. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.